0: This is The Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis.
1: Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Monday, May 30th, 2016. Follow this podcast's social media pages on Facebook at Shanice Lewis Show and on Twitter and Instagram at Shanice Show. And don't forget to subscribe and rate the show on iTunes and Google Play Music. Today we have a very, very special guest on the show, Susan Moses. Susan Moses is the doyen of plus fashion, along with years of experience steeped in the cultures of retail, editorial, advertising, film, television, and music. She brings a complete understanding that fashion is not just about loving clothes. It's also about how to wear them. And now, as a newly minted author, she brings the know-how to women throughout the world with her publication of Her 254-page tome, The Art of Dressing Curves, The Best-Kept Secrets of a Fashion Stylist, filled with high fashion images and prescriptive information covering everything from body type and style, personality, identity to shapewear, know-how, and building an essential wardrobe. The Jewel and the Crown is an international shopping guide. As a celebrity stylist, blogger, guest editor, spokesperson, and designer, Susan's signature has been showcased on red carpets and stages from the Oscars to the Golden Globes, from the Grammys to the American Music Awards, and all the alphabet events, BET, MTV, VH1, and SAG, as well as in print, television advertising, and on late night and daytime talk shows. It brings me great pleasure to welcome Susan Moses to the show. Hello, hey, Hi, hello. Susan. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for taking the time out to come on the show tonight. It's my pleasure. So for those who aren't familiar with your story, tell us a little bit how you got started in the fashion industry. <laughs> and you have two hours? <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, it started in retail, right? It sure did. It started, actually, I was um, a government and public administration major at John Jay College of Criminal Justice here in New York, and I had a very strong interest in law. I really wanted to be an attorney, and eventually branch off into some sort of international law and business. And while going okay. to school, I became a plus model, and um, I worked in retail. And uh, modeling wasn't something I really enjoyed, but I made a little bit of money. It was exciting, and um, but then I started working in fashion production, and this was at a time when. Seventh on Sixth here in New York Fashion Week. Um, it wasn't now. It's generally in one held in one place. At this time, mm-hmm. it was held all over the city. So I would help dress the models backstage, and um, that's where I think I really, really got smitten with fashion. It, it, the excitement, the beauty, the clothing, the pace, all of it. Just it just overwhelmed me, and I.
1: And so at the direction. time, your retail job and modeling was just like a, a hobby you didn't just exactly. dream of being in fashion your whole life
0: yeah and no I didn't I really didn't but it was working in working um behind the scenes during fashion week at the, these beautiful high-end shows Jeffrey Bean um I worked at Karl Lagerfeld's first first show in New York City I think that's where really I was totally smitten
1: now, your big break as a celebrity stylist came when you got connected with R&B star Brandy, correct? Yes.
0: yes. Brandy was 14 years old at the time. I was in my early 20s, and I also was working as a fashion editor for a short-lived magazine called Shade Magazine, which I'm forever grateful for that job. Um, and, you know, they kind of gave me total carte blanche to do what I wanted to do as a fashion editor so I made so many, so met so many wonderful creators, and um, I had done some photo shoots and had also worked with Adina Howard. Remember, Freak Like Me?
1: Mm-hmm. She, was I love that song.
0: Yeah, she was my first album cover. And um, a young woman in at Atlantic Records saw some of the photos we had done with Adina, the more tamed ones, and um, she said, "You know, I have this wonderful talent." Um, I want you to go and meet her. She said, I'm not going to give you a name yet. She has a hit record that's, you know, just popping. And um, I went and met Brandy, and we, like, we quickly had sort of a, a sister synergy.
1: And we worked together. Mm-hmm. I worked with Brandy for seven years. So for a short period, you had to live by bi- coastal Did you have a place in L.A. while she was working on Moesha? I tell you, it was so funny. Um, I got this call
0: that Brandy had a – television show, and her mom was like, I really want you to move here. And I was like, what? And in two weeks, I had two hey, weeks hey. to back up and, and move to yeah, L.A. I was say, you can't tell Brandy's mom, no. <laughs> no, you can't tell Sonia would no. And she was like, Brandy wants you out here. I want you out here. And um, thank God for good friends. My my dear friend, Chris Maldonado, who who actually passed. He died on the Alia plane crash. Um, I lived oh. with Chris when I first moved to L.A., And he was like, don't sweat it, girl, just come on out. And um, I ended up living in L.A. for
1: like a little over eight years. I was bi Okay. Yeah. So at the time you were styling just people in entertainment, the plus size hadn't started yet. So the plus size, go ahead. It was interesting because it was during that time I, I worked with some of the
0: teen, you know, pop artists. Britney Spears was one. Um, I worked with her for a spell. um I did get a chance to work a couple of times with the original Destiny's Child, and you know, Ooh. you always had the artist that you know didn't quite make it, but there was it was just so much happening during that time. The nineties was a real exciting time for music. It was really exciting
1: right, right yeah,
0: it was really exciting so, I mean, you
1: mhm,
0: go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm just thinking about that time. It always gives me, like, just so much joy when I think about that time. It was such a great
1: part of the journey. It really was. And so how did you get Queen Latifah as a client? Because this looks like what really propelled you into doing plus-size fashion.
0: Well, it was a combination of, it was of Latifah, but I had also started working with Mode Magazine. Mode Magazine okay. was, was deemed the, the vogue for plus-sizes. And originally, right. Mode was just supposed to be one. I think they were supposed to come out quarterly. Actually, yes, they were supposed to come out quarterly, and the demand was so overwhelming, they ended up going from quarterly to monthly. I did yes, want I was surprised. Them. to uh, yeah. Mode magazine. Yeah, yeah, everyone loved Mode magazine, and um, that that um, sort of helped me really to um, find my lane because, again, Mode gave me a lot of creative freedom. We traveled all over the world shooting, um, and it was really so inspiring. And in that time, I was able to shoot a cover with Queen Latifah. I think that was 2000 and – no, that was 98, actually. I did a Queen Latifah Mm -hmm. cover for Mode, and that was the first time I I met her. I know it was the second time, because she did a Mm -hmm. video with Brandy. I styled the video with Brandy. Um, Latifah, Yo-Yo, and MC Light, I Want to Be Down Remix. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So that was my first time that I that I met her. And then I met her again for Mode, and I hadn't seen her in a moment. And she was um, she had just finished Chicago, and I was at a pool party at B- Billy Woodruff's house, the director, and I heard somebody mm-hmm. say, Susan Moses, you think you got time for a sister? And, and that's where <laughs> it all began.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. And so Queen Latifah, you were with her, during her cover girl commercials and a yes. lot of her films, so did yes. that um, just lead you to being more more high profile as she continued to soar with her career?
0: Yes, you know working with Queen was was a tremendous blessing because you know Queen Latifah did so many projects and I was able to style her for like everything and if I didn't style, I consulted. But I did a lot of the same with Brandy as well. I did a lot of consultation, took a lot of meetings on, on her behalf if, you know, Sonia trusted me. So that was pretty mm-hmm. wonderful also. Um, but with each artist, I mean, when you're dealing with someone who does music, television, and film,
1: you're never home. You're never home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're never right, home. right. Yeah. Now, how did that affect your personal life? When when all this was going on and you were bi-coastal, were you married at the time or this came later?
0: I got married in um, the summer of 1998. I took time off, and I remember Brandy was doing that movie um, in Mexico. They were shooting in Mexico. um, I think it was I Know What You Did Last Summer or something like that. Uh And I uh had to tell her, I said, Brandy, I think this summer I know what I'm going to do. I'm
1: going to get married. (laughs) So you took the time off and you made the the time for your personal life.
0: Yeah, I had to make time. And I had a wedding with about 225 guests. And um, this summer it will be 17 years I'm still married.
1: Oh, wow. Congratulations.
0: Yeah, Yeah, thank you.
1: So you you became kind of like the expert in styling the plus size celebrities. And you style almost every major plus size celebrity in entertainment yeah i have a uh, monique who,
0: who went on to win an oscar um i work with monique i actually i styled monique for um her first essence cover um and that was we had a great time i always enjoy working with monique i work with sherry shepard angie stone gabaret sadibe jill scott nikki blonsky from hairspray um it's 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 been a real real blessing. Kathy Bates, who's you know she's one of my favorite people on the planet.
1: It's um, but it's been a, I've had a really really blessed journey, really have. And this but is I, interesting I, because nowadays people are marketing themselves to be the top in plus size and you know trying to build a a, a career in plus size. And this just kind of fell to you organically.
0: Yeah, it you know it, and it's also you know it was at a time. When um, styling wasn't, uh, a celebrity stylist wasn't a buzzword, you know, it wasn't the it thing mm-hmm. to do in a moment. You know, I didn't have, um, like, a mentor. I kind of learned as I, I fell into the gaps, you know. It was that time, mm-hmm. and, there, you know, there were a lot of creatives back then that kind of sort of had that same journey. It's like we're just going to do what we feel we want to do, what the calling is, we're going to rise up to the occasion and just do it.
1: Now, how do you think um, the plus-size industry and styling and just everything has changed over the last 10 years, especially with the introduction of social media? Because you said now it's kind of like a buzzword to be a fashion stylist
0: mm-hmm. because
1: everybody that posts pictures on Instagram thinks they're <laughs> a fashion stylist Man And a
0: makeup artist. And a, you know, right. I, I will say this. I'm, I'm grateful for what the bloggers have done um, because there was a time, I think it was like 2001, that's when Mode magazine closed down, and there were a lot of companies that were on the on the uh, cusp of, of doing plus they were going to do it um, and because the economy tanked, a lot of companies didn't move forward, and some of them even closed. so there was a low where there was really the the options were really bad. they were really, really bad, and you know that's one of the reasons in my in my book i put, I give a shout out to twenty one of my favorite Bloggers, you know, I wanted to do like fifty, but my editor was like, "Listen, you got we got to stop." <laughs> but um, right. you know, these these women have been on the front line saying, "Hey, we need better clothing, we need more quality, we need more style, we want runway inspiration," and um, and I'm grateful for that. I'm glad that they did that because it was a wake up call to the industry that you know what all women deserve beautiful clothes. I I, I don't know where this came from that you know. That uh, plus size women do not want beautiful clothing and runway inspired. Right,
1: right, right. That's that's that's
0: still a a major
1: misconception about curvy women. It is. Mm -hmm. And your new book, which you mentioned, tell me a little bit about your book, "The Art of Dressing Curves: The Best Kept Secrets of a Fashion Stylist." (laughs) Now, tell me uh, what what will we find inside this book?
0: Well. I, I definitely start in the intro, I tell my story, you know, how I came to be a fashion stylist. And then I talk about how, you know, your reflection is perfection, and this is where I break down the different body types and how when, you, when you're familiar with your body type, it makes it easier for you to find the, the proper silhouettes for you. It's not such a, a hardship. I also talk about shapewear. I really break down shapewear. There's so many options out there today. It's not like what our great-grandmothers and grandmothers wore. It's, it's easy to wear. It's breathable. It's, a lot of it's even sexy. Um, I talk mm-hmm. about bras, bra fittings, the different types of bras. There There's so many choices. Minimizers, corsets, uh, demi-cups. There's so many choices. Um, wardrobe essentials is the chapter where I focus on the 15 timeless pieces that you sh- every woman should have in her closet. And I talk about everything from the-, the black dress, the pencil skirt, the crisp white shirt, you know, a really good outfit to work out in. Um, I really, really break it down and just try to make getting dressed easier and fun for every woman because fashion should not be a hardship. It should not be something that makes us feel miserable. We should feel good about ourselves. And um, my book is also very much layered with um, quotes from icons in fashion and entertainment because I really, really want women to feel good about themselves. There's a lot of negativity out here, and, you know, it's easy to fall into that trap. It really, really mm-hmm. is. You know, I even go into the fashion myths that are, you know, that we're debunking. Like women should, can, you can wear stripes. You can wear bodycon dress. You can wear monochromatic colors and look beautiful. So I talk about that. I talk. I break down the different style personalities, you know, from the sophisticate to the maverick to the bohemian style. I break all of that down. And my last two chapters I focus on accessories and glamour. And, and glamour was really, really important because that's a huge part of the conversation that we're, we're often left out, you know, right. glamour and beauty. And we're entitled right. to that as well, you know, it's. And I, I would love to see more options, more beautiful right. cocktail Right, so dresses. this is
1: like the A to Z. Like yeah. If somebody is, is struggling, don't know how to dress their curvy body, this mm-hmm. is the book that you need.
0: Yes, and, um, and in style, the, the press has been wonderful. InStyle has deemed the art of dressing curves as the ultimate guide to dressing your curves. So I'm really, really, awesome. really proud of the book and excited about it. And the, the crowning jewel is the, the resource guide in the back of the book because so many women still do not know all that's available all around the world. There are right. great shops and online shopping is, you know, I know it could be a little difficult. I wish that we had more options here, more brick-and-mortar options where we can walk into the store and touch and feel and try on. But the right. options online have really, really grown. They really have.
1: Now, are you promoting the book with events at Macy's? Because I saw you're doing some things at Macy's on the East Coast.
0: I have, I have, I launched the book at Macy's. Macy's wanted the exclusive on it, and in the meantime, I was also launching my new um, my new initiative, which is empowering women in NYC. And right. um, I had a luncheon at the United Nations, which <laughs> with 300 of my closest friends. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and it opened with the fashion show, with Christian Siriano's fashion show, and Lane Bryant was the title sponsor. Um, and so I, I've never done things the conventional way. So I, I figured I wanted to get the, the press, a lot of the the media and the the interviews done, and then my tour will kick off in probably late summer or through in, through the fall. Go out through the, through the fall.
1: So will the the tour be at Macy's stores or at bookstores?
0: They will be at at different stores. That some will be at Macy's and some will be at bookstores.
1: Okay. Got it. Yeah. And we're still, now, we're still now, in the
0: midst of planning. My my team was still planning because I don't I do things kind of in an unconventional
1: fashion. So it's so we're still planning. I want to now, put some surprises
0: the, in there. Sorry to cut you
1: off. Right <laughs> now, the Empowering Women um, NYC. Now, this is—is um, is this an organization you created, a nonprofit? Yes.
0: What? Yes, it is. It, it is an organization that I've created um, because I really, really wanted to, and the—and I call my second chapter. I really, really want to help women to—to to, number one, to walk in their own purpose and to also nurture the fact that we should see more women in fashion and beauty and in in media at large of different sizes, different races, you know, and different ages. To me, Mm -hmm. fashion and beauty really needs to reflect what's happening in real life.
1: Women are living longer,
0: looking fabulous. Why shouldn't we see more older women in, in, in these arenas?
1: And you've been very vocal in um, how there needs to be more uh, women of color yeah. um, used mm-hmm. um, in in campaigns, not just in the plus industry, but just in the fashion industry in, in, general. in general.
0: Yeah, in general. I mean, this is a conversation that's been going on since the like '80s and '90s with with Beth Ann Hardison. Um, you know, it's it's like when are we going to get it? <laughs> so my right. my first right. initiative. It was called the Body Inclusivity and Diversity Summit. It was held at the United Nations on May 9th, and it was very successful. Um, the press was incredible. Women's Wear Daily, which is the fashion bible, they covered the event, and it was, it was well-received. I was really, really um, – I've been really happy with the response, with the phone calls, with the emails, because it's an important conversation that we need to continue.
1: And so this was the first event, so are there going to be several events to come? Are you going to travel around with the event, or what's next? I am definitely planning
0: to do different types of events, but, you know, again, I I never make the announcement before everything is written in stone. But I will definitely keep you updated for sure.
1: And are you partnered with Lane Bryant for your organization, or they were just a sponsor for that particular event? They were the title sponsor for that particular event.
0: Okay, were well, got it. Mhm-.
1: Now, I know you are a fashion stylist, but these days can like the average up and coming model a personality book you, or are now you're just doing industry and celebrity projects exclusively?
0: um, I can still be booked. It all depends on the project and and my time mm-hmm. because I like to give a hundred and fifty percent i you know I will never say yes to something that I know I can't. I can't do, and
1: I can't give my all to. Right, and now you're very busy now, so I know you have even less time to commit to different things. But styling will always be a part of what I do because even after all these years, I've been
0: styling. Now I think about it's been about it's definitely over fifteen twenty years. So you know, I it's 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 in me. It's not going anywhere.
1: Right. And Designer is also one of your titles. Now, had you put out did you have a line before? I can't remember. I did um a capsule collection
0: which I um uh featured at um at Full Figure Fashion Week here in New York in two thousand and ten. And um I also was the creative director for Queen Latifah's curvation line as well.
1: Oh, I remember yeah. that. So, so it's, any um, Mhm. Any more uh, plans to Design in the future
0: That is definitely in the plan That is definitely a part of my plan It's it's, you know for me it's always Finding the right partners and the right Project
1: Right right Mm -hmm. So you are going to Have quite an empire we're going to Have the the Susan Moses clothing Line we're going to have the Susan Moses events. the book What's next the TV show Yes, it is. (laughs) That's in the (laughs) works also.
0: That's part of the plan. That's part of the master plan. Well, I am
1: excited for you. I'm excited for you and everything that you're doing. And I got to say, you know, I was researching, and a lot of things that you've done and a lot of people you work with, I had no idea. I mean, I knew that you had done a lot, but I didn't see it just all written out. you have, have had an amazing career. Oh yeah, it's it's you know and and that's part
0: of the when I look back at my career, I took a lot of chances. You know, I was in when I was in college, I left school and never looked back. Of course my mother wanted to choke me, but I've always been one of these people that when I put my mind to something, I'm just going to do it. And I think that mm-hmm. a lot of us need to take those chances. Just take a chance sometime, follow your heart and and your passion and do what you were meant to do.
1: Now, if somebody is listening now and they are trying to be a, a fashion stylist, you know, maybe somebody in the South or someone in a smaller market, mm-hmm. what was some advice you would give them to get their career started?
0: You know, I, 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 do, I have there a couple of young women that I do mentor in the industry. Oh. And one of the things that I, I tell them is that you have to get into the environment, there, there's so much to learn. And there's so many lanes in styling. You know, everybody's not going to be the celebrity stylist because that, that takes a certain temperament as well. You know, you're dealing with management. You're dealing with travel. You're dealing with a lot of different uh, people when you're dealing with celebrity. But there's also styling for, there's the magazines. There's, um, you know, if you want to do things for online or what used to be catalog, everything is online now. There are people who work in television. There are people who work in film, and in film it's, it's costume designing, but there's still styling there. So there's mm-hmm. so many different aspects of styling that you can get into. It's just finding your lane. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um, and you know, would, you, mm-hmm. would you say networking is a big thing? Because it looks a like part of it. a lot mm-hmm. of the things you've done is because you were networking and had a good reputation.
0: Yeah, and that's another thing, keeping a good reputation, (laughs) following up with people. You know, when you say you're going to call someone, you're going to email that resume or your bio, follow through. You know, be a person Mm -hmm. of your word and do good work. Do your research also. If you're going to go meet with someone, go, you know, find out as much as you can about the person or about the, the company that they work for.
1: You know, and and I also noticed one thing about you is you don't put every single thing that you're doing on social media. I don't. Well, yeah, I think that's part of my old school training. <laughs> you know, it took and, me a minute. and it's like not let everybody know every move you're making.
0: <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm not one that gets on, you know, social media and says, I'm going to a meeting about a meeting.
1: I'm like, just go to the <laughs> meeting. <laughs> Right, and then nothing comes of it, and people are like, what happened? Exactly.
0: You're just putting too much pressure on yourself. I I don't make any announcements until the ink is dry. That's, you know, that's part of my training. And I think it's best that way.
1: Yeah. Well, do you have anything else happening or coming up that we need to be on the lookout for? Well, uh, I'll, uh, you know what? I will be making appearances for the book, and we're still planning. That's, that's a big
0: part of it. I'm really focused on this book. I, it took me a year to write it, and so,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, I really have to be focused on it. And because I just finished these two big projects, my team, we're kind of re- setting things up for the tour and where we're going to go and, you know, which stops we're going to make, which cities, and so that's what I'm working on now.
1: Like and where can the book the, be purchased?
0: The book can be purchased at Barnes & Nobles, Amazon, HarperCollins.com, and it's actually sold worldwide and an ebook.
1: Oh, right.
0: Now. Yes, yeah. Yeah, HarperCollins is, um, I was really, really blessed. They are one of the six largest publishing companies in the world, and uh, my book is being sold worldwide in all languages. Awesome. So, Yeah, yes, it's it's. It's it's something I always wanted to do was write a book. And um, when my uh, agent called me and said, you know, the opera, it looks like we have an opportunity for you to meet with Collins. Do you have an, any idea of what you want to write or any type of proposal? My proposal was ready. It had been done for a year.
1: Oh, so wow. And so yeah. the opportunity, again, kind of fell in your lap. This seems yeah. to be a recurring theme with you.
0: Yeah, it does it does it does and and i was ready i made a couple of tweaks and and i was ready but it's interesting when you're writing a book as you're writing it always evolves you know things change mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. you know like i was supposed to turn in 35,000 words i ended up turning in 65,000 words so it you know oh it, wow it, yeah it's it's a my my editor kept saying you know this is a really big book and um and i had an amazing co-author, Ms. Jelani Bendele, amazing, 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 and, um, you know, I could call her at any time of the night, and we had a joke, I would say good afternoon, and it would be three o'clock in the morning, so, (laughs) but, (laughs) but but writing a book is, is, is daunting, it's a little scary, because you're like, what are they going to think, you know, is anybody going to buy this, and, um, but, you know, thank God, it's, it's, it's all in, in, in divine order, and it's going very well, and I'm, I'm really excited.
1: This is a good time. Yes, well, I'm excited for everything you're doing. You definitely have my support on everything. And tell us uh, your official website to to buy the book and to keep up with everything you have going on.
0: My um, website is SusanMoses.com, and um, on Instagram and Twitter is SusanMosesNYC, because I'm a New Yorker. And you can also... Um, <laughs> You can also follow me also on Empowering Women NYC as well.
1: Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It's a pleasure to speak with you and learn about your journey, and it just looks like good, good things always follow you, so I'm sure there's more to come.
0: Well, I think so. I think so. I'm just trying to, to you know follow the call and do what's right and, um, and have a good time while I'm doing it
1: because a big part of this is enjoying it and being happy. That's right. Well, enjoy the rest of your evening, and definitely keep in touch and let me know what's your next project you have going on. I certainly will. Thanks for having me, Shanice. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And thank you to our fabulous guest this evening, Susan Moses, make sure you pick up a copy of her book, The Art of Dressing Curves, available nationwide. And if you haven't already, don't forget to like our fan page on Facebook.com slash Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed.
0: listening to the Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?